previously on Quest Friends Forever. That direction in my world, someone lives over there. His name is Balthazar. And in my world, he's got diamonds. We could always go see if we could get some from him. Something catches your eye up ahead in the direction you're traveling. A giant curtain of glowing white. This new scene is revealed when you cross through this strange ripple. A huge pair of high rocky crags. At the entrance to the path are two towering golden statues. And as you are now very close to them, you can now see bodies and bones piled up in the threshold between them. Thou immediately runs forward. Stop. What are you doing? This little fucking robot just runs full speed. (laughs) Basically, Naruto runs. This threshold where there are dead bodies and both statues fire lasers out of their eyes. Ouch. I'm going to just start running down the canyon. The sand begins to kind of shift and move. And rising up out of the sand are a pair of humanoid-looking figures made of sand. These are sand golems. While back across near the entrance, three more rise from behind the three players near the statues. And they await for you to roll initiative. So, you, Stephanie, are looking at three sand golems directly in front of you. They they popped up within melee range. They're already five feet away. And then 50 feet behind them is Jared with two more. So they are made out of sand, correct? Yeah, they just rose up out of the sand into humanoid forms to attack you. Okay, question. <laughs> Here we go. Uh-huh. Wait, uh... What bullshit do you have to try already? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going to be really... Okay. To wreck my shit. Oh, that's an illusory effect. Wreck my shit. Damn it. Wait, hold on. I have a cantrip called Mold Earth. Uh, Okay. You can choose a portion of dirt or stone that you can see within range that fits in a five-foot cube. You manipulate it in one of the following ways. If you choose a target area of loose earth, you can instantly excavate it, move it along the ground, and deposit it up to five feet away. Okay, so I could... Okay. Move them, it sounds like. Be Question. your hero, babe. How far away are we right now from the uh, the statues? Oh, you guys just came in. Like, Val got hit and then fell. So, so you would say about five feet. Yeah, y'all are like five feet. Like It's like five feet behind you, and then the golem's like five feet in front of you. Excellent. Would I be able to... Mm, oh, I guess it's loose earth, right? Is it loose sand? I mean, it's sand. It's it's packed enough to be a person right now. It gets But it's everywhere. still sand. It does get everywhere. It's rough and coarse and irritating. Okay. Can I use this to grab the sand person and move it into- She wants to ragdoll the sand person into the laser beam. I do. And if you say that I cannot move the person, I would like to move the sand underneath it, the earth underneath it, and move it like it's a hoverboard over to... You know, that's, that's, that's funnier, so let's do that. <laughs> Tell me what everyone sees then. Excellent. I'm standing over my good friend Val, mm-hmm. and they were not feeling great. And now they're... they're a little better, they're... but still not great. Hello. It looks like they're going to sit up. You know, they're not danger, danger anymore. Sure so thing. So I'm excited. And then I hear some, like, some sand. 
I don't know. That's good you podcasting. Hear this, you hear sand, yeah. Turn around, see these sand golems, and I'm like, nope. And I, <laughs> like, this is, I mean, this is a cantrip that I'm doing, right? This is something that probably a move that I have used several times throughout my life where, no, I don't want to talk to you. No, I don't want to be around you, Edric, or whatever. And I just move the earth underneath it into the line of fire from the two statues. Okay. Does it become a diamond because it is sand and it is Ooh, laser beams? Laser beams are really, really high temperature. <laughs> is that how you enough create to, enough to melt sand into? <laughs> is that how you think diamonds are made? Is people shoot them with laser beams? Yeah. I mean, it's like pressurized, right? Is and that not how diamonds so are made? Like, I, I mean, we have five right here. We can have five diamonds. This it's game like is no over. We've just found a, a cheat way to get to the, the boss level from level one. So. You move this, uh, which one are you moving? There's three. The one that's closest to Val. Okay. So you transport them with your cantrip away from Val and in between the area where the statues are. The statues, their eyes fling open. They had been closed after they shot Val. The eyes fling open and scorching red laser beams come shooting out of their eyes at the sand golem. And the sand golem is going to take... 63 points of damage for the sand golem. Look at that cantrip. See, who says cantrip? Are you you just just going to do that every time we fight someone now? Well, I mean, you got to use what's around you, right? Yeah, right. We're just going to be like, oh, look, here's a a band of pirates next to, uh, around the edge of like a giant waterfall or something. You're just going to pick up the person and chuck them over the side. That's pretty smart. Absolutely. Absolutely. The lasers. You got to use it. The DM has graced us with this wonderful gift of instant (laughs) death right next to us. So, of course, we would be silly not to use this. The lasers connect. With the sand golem, who is, uh-huh. I mean, they don't really have a face. It's kind of like a no-face situation because it's sand. Is it like the rock creature from uh, Galaxy Quest? No, it's that- sand, not rocks. Um, okay. And again, they don't have a face, so you can't really tell what they're thinking. But from their body language, it looks like a, huh? And the lasers connect with them, and they simply just no longer exist. It just <laughs> obliterates them, and that sand golem is gone. Laugh out loud. You are on the ground. <laughs> I can still laugh. 50 feet deeper into the canyon, Jared, you are up. You are face-to-face with two of these things. So what I'm going to try to do is classic me. Hi, hello. Chromatic orb time is what I'm going to do. Okay. What style? Cast, uh, exactly. So my thinking is lightning. Okay. See, so we're trying to make diamonds here. Yeah. Because if I crack it and it like, okay, yeah, we're going to do it. So I'm going to cast Chromatic Orb at the... There's two of them, one on the left, one on the right. Yeah. I'm going to go to the one on the left. Just okay. number, we'll call that one number one. Okay, so I got an 11, and I have a plus three attack bonus, so 14. That 14. is going to hit. Yes. Okay, now I roll three D8s to see how much it hits. Mm-hmm. 18. 18, fuck. Okay. Now okay. I have to do something. So... You throw your chromatic orb full of lightning. That's the and, sound. And That's good. the sound of the chromatic orb coming out of my hands. Uh, this orb connects and blows off one of the arms of this sand golem in a big lightning explosion. And the the head where the face would be looks over at the, the blown off arm and kind of shakes its shoulders a little bit 
and another arm grows out of its body. But in order to make this arm, it shrinks and is now one size smaller than you. So it is now a small sand golem. It's like a Star Trek villain. I love learning the rules. I love learning the rules. Okay, cool. Those two sand golems with Jared are up. The one that just got its arm blown off and is now tiny, um, not tiny, small, technically, it's just going to go ahead and uh, swing its two arms at you, Jared. It's hard to slam you. With the first arm to connect, it rolled a 19 against your armor class. Okay, well, um, good. Well, hold on. Let me, before I say anything, let me look at my numbers. Thank you. I'm pretty um, sure it's not a 19 for armor class. Uh, it's not a 19. Yeah. It's a 13, unfortunately. So that hit would connect for 10 points of damage. That's so fucked up. That's so rude. <laughs> That's Dang. so shitty. Dang, but you have a rude person. You have your ability where you take only half damage, right? <gasps> All the time. <laughs> All the time. You take half damage forever. Wait, that's uncanny dodge. That's uncanny dodge. And it is an, uh, an uncanny dodge as you do it. So you take only- I'm f- so fucking cool. This you is crazy. You take five okay. damage from this sand punch. Okay, so I got five. That's fine. And as the sand punch connects, it brings its other arm around to hit you with its other arm. It is so stoked from the one hit that it, it's just overjoyed and, and misses with the other. And as this one is taking swings at you, The other one steps up to do, you know what, the exact same thing. A double fisting slam attack. I'm very familiar. Well, uh, the first (laughs) roll is a 12 against armor class. Does not. Does does not not hit. The second roll, ooh, is an 18 against armor class. That's going to unfortunately That one's going to do it, I think. So that time you're going to take, or you would take, six points of damage. So it take three. You'll take three. (gasps) So you just had four sand punches thrown at you. And you have uh, dodged I'm taking, two. I'm taking eight total. That's pretty good. So you were just getting punched by sand over where you are. Yeah. Back with the is others. Now, sorry, is the sand, like, does he now have sand in his beard? And like. <laughs> yeah, some sand kind of flies up and goes in your face. and. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's very, it's a very sandy situation. So you have, you <gasps> oh, have sand okay. that came from a corporeal alive being that is now kind of little Which bits of that thing that's all is over kind your face. Of, it's kind of intimate if you think bit. about it. Yeah. Um, it's not, not but intimate. You got sanded. It's a lot intimate. So back near the others, <laughs> the group of three, sorry, two now. Sorry, I forgot that one of them got absolutely just fucking obliterated. The uh, two remaining sand golems are going to go. Uh, seeing that Stephanie was responsible for the death of one of their brethren, sand golem number three steps forward to take two sand slam attempts at the protector for the first roll it is a it's a crit fail Ooh, that means something bad happens to it yeah um as it goes to swing um it is a little bit distracted by the fact that its uh friend got obliterated so still still reeling a little bit so it's not very coordinated right now it's a little a little loose in the joints and as it goes to swing it just accidentally throws his whole arm off as it goes to swing at you. The arm just comes off and goes uh, turning into loose sand, floating away in the wind. And it also grows a new one, but then shrinks down one side. Laugh out loud. Um, With its other arm that it didn't just throw off, it will try again. For a two! Fuck me! Um, Okay. I'm just really intimidating. So it it just it's so discombobulated from this, which is odd because they come from the land where the lasers are at. 
you would think that they would be used to that by now. I mean, they don't fuck with lasers, though. Why would you want to fuck with lasers? It seems like a no, terrible but idea. I mean, if also, I'd... presumably, like, nobody has made it this far, right? So they. I mean, there is a pile of dead bodies there that didn't have to fight because the bodies were already dead. That is mm-hmm. true. That's world building. Stan Gollum 4 steps up to Ellie, but instead of trying to throw some punches, it raises both of its arms and tries to wrap them around Ellie and try to kind of smother her is the name of the attack is smother so it does this so what you see val and stephanie is this sand golem just kind of envelop ellie and then kind of form around her in sort of like a sand cocoon is she like unable to breathe is she gonna die you're not in there you don't know uh it is your turn though val oh okay can i move around so that way they are in between the laser gate and me as if i'm going to push them they are in melee range so if you do move you will take an attack of opportunity but you can do that fine i'll just take a hit so i want to get if there's a way for me to move to a place where if i were to push the bad guys into the laser gate i would be able to do it from where i'm standing so you want to go six to midnight around it yeah okay it's going to take a swing at you as you go okay it rolled a 14. No. Okay. Uh, My it, AC is 15. This one that just shrank in size in front of Stephanie uh, swings and misses. Okay. So I'm going to do two things here. Tell me what two things you're going to do. I'm going to do, uh, as a, because it is a bonus action, I'm going to provide a, a bardic inspiration dice to those near me, which would be Ellie and Stephanie. Okay. What does that do? It gives them an extra 1d8 for any, what do you call it? Like a saving throw? Okay, Ellie will appreciate that. Is it mm-hmm. a saving throw or is it an ability? I think it's any roll. It's any roll. Because I'm going to cast Thunder Wave, but at a level two spell slot. So a wave of thunderous force <laughs> are you out really? from you. Are you each really? Creature, each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from you must make a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, a creature takes 2d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away from you. Hold. So Before you do this, you guys hold, have hold, You guys have hold. an extra... Uh-huh. If you push the golem that has Ellie into the line of fire, so that's a question for the DM. She is going Does, to die. Can I push the golem and not her? Is there a way for me to do that? It is. She is basically in the sand cocoon right now. Oh, there's no way to move okay. the sand off of her without moving her, and in, in this way uh, at least. Okay, can I move? I'm not done moving. You, you, you see, my feet aren't stopped yet, so yeah, I'm still you're, in you're, moving. You're motion. jogging in place. Yeah, I'm jogging in place, <laughs> so I'm still in, I'm doing the move part of my action here. Uh huh. To a place where I'm only going to push the one golem that's not around Ellie and not Ellie. I don't care about Stephanie because she's going to pass a Constitution saving throw. Is she like that? Are you sure? Yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah, that's why I gave her the inspiration dice. What to, if she crit fails? No, do it. This is the great. The game is over. Yeah, the game is over, and we're all going home. What would Val do? <laughs> WWVD. Well, if I can't do Ellie and the golem around here, I'm only aiming at the one golem that's by himself. You can move in such a way that it will only affect the remaining golem and also Stephanie. It will not affect San Cocoon. All I'm trying to make sure is just like, wait, you go a little more to the right. You go a little more to the right. Yeah, I'm I'm jogging a place. See this? You Uh hear the the machine sounds of chikung, 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 chikung. Yes, you can do that. So do it. So Stephanie, you have to make a constitution saving throw with an extra D8. Well, I can add the D8 after my roll if that's I want what I mean. To. I got a 17. The golem got so. a 13. What is my spell? Save DC is 13. 
Ty goes the attacker. Ty goes the attacker. Fuck yeah! Okay, so, what happens, Dave? So 2d8 thunder damage. Okay. Plus an extra 1d8 damage because I'm doing this at a second level spell. Ooh. For a total of 21. Uh, I'm not even going to write it down for the golem because they're going to get pushed 15 feet, aren't they? They get pushed 15 feet into the laser death wall of death. Lasers. So, okay. So how about this? Stephanie, why don't you tell me how you avoid getting pushed back while the golem does in fact get pushed back? What do you do to, to avoid this force? I'm standing right next to Ellie, right? Right. Um, cocoon Ellie. Or cocoon Ellie, right. right. Um, Metapod Ellie, if you will. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> so I see Val just kind of like stand up and kind of like do this like fancy footwork. And I know something bad is going to happen. I know something bad is coming. So I put my feet like I, I ready myself on the ground in like a good stance. And I'm also trying to make sure that I'm in between whatever Val is doing and uh, cocooned Ellie because mm-hmm. I she is helpless right Currently, now. Yes. <laughs> so um, so my motivation right now is just, well, got to save Ellie. So, uh, this bracing technique indeed works, but the golem was not so lucky. The golem does not know Val's destructive history and decision-making processes, uh, processors even. So, the golem looks confused. Again, would look confused for a second if they had a face, but they don't. And the force of this thunder wave pushes them back in between the two tall statues. And they These are golems going... are very emotive and expressive for not having faces. A lot of body language. A lot of like yeah. arms being like, huh, huh? The eyes of the statues fling open and amazing cool red lasers fling from their eyes toward this golem. For 72 points of damage. Holy shit. Oh my God, Danny. Plus, plus you 21 totally points of damage. You were totally trying to kill us. Oh, plus the plus the plus twenty one will not matter because it, no, 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 it matters because I'm trying to think who has done the most damage ever so far thus on this podcast. Ever I think this is day. it. This is probably it. Uh, I did it? Absolutely, just obliterated. It is Ellie's turn. Ellie is restrained, blinded, and currently unable to breathe. So Ellie will make a Constitution saving throw. Does she it still is... count? Before you say that, does she still get my bardic inspiration? She was within range. You are right, actually. Thank you. Because right now it's an 8 plus 1 for a 9. It's a D8? Correct. You just fucking saved her because that is a 7 for a 16. Because those are good for anybody within 60 feet, I think. You're playing D&D very well, David. Wow. I I think this is the first time you used your bardic inspiration in this entire podcast. And (laughs) I'm really proud of you because you should have been using it this reason. You should have been using it this entire fucking time. That's like your whole jab as a fucking bard. Good job for playing a bard right. Floored by this amazing uh, dance beat, you see Ellie punch a fist through the torso of this uh, <laughs> this yeah, golem that has surrounded her and kind of wiggle her way out like Ace Ventura so 2 out of the Ventura rhino. Yes. Out of it? Yes. Okay. We, just, we all just said the same oh, no. thing at the same time. All right. And okay. uh, falls to the ground. She is. Uh, she did take some damage. In there, but not as much because she got out. So she's going to take seven damage, not too bad. And she she breaks out and drops down to her knees and then uh, kind of stands up and brushes herself off and goes and gets the stand out of her, her face. Fuck yeah, girl. I was about to come in and do a thing. I wouldn't know if it was going to work or not, but like, you got this. Oh my God. She says, 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> a lot of stand-up. I mean, there. between this and the last thing, I mean, like, Ellie, you're killing it. <laughs> in the middle of this conversation, she uh, realizes that the golem is still standing there and looks at it and looks at you and then points to it to remind you that it's there and to remind you oh, also. Oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. To remind you also that, that it is your turn. turn in the order. Yes. While I'm still, like, praising her because, um, God, what was the other cool thing that she did? She um, leaped off you when you were a dinosaur. That's yeah. cool shit. Right. Against darkness. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she did that. She's like, she's just really coming into her own and I'm so stoked on it. So while I'm praising her, while I'm like telling her how fucking cool she is, not missing a beat because it's a cantrip also and we've established that I used to do this all the time. I'm just going to chuck that guy using uh, mold earth into the statue fire area, laser beam. Like mid-sentence without even flinching, without even thinking about it? Yeah, so, oh my God, Ellie, I can't believe you did this. Just, I mean, I can't believe because I, you know what? I mean, I've always told you that you were like super badass and so fucking cool. Like, you know, the the um, uh, book smart when the two girls are like, shut up. You are so fucking. How dare Who you gave be you the so right. fucking cool? Yeah. Who told you? Like, we're having that kind of moment right now. So uh, this amazing moment between two lifelong friends happens while the sand golem is elevated and... Uh, thrown betwixt these two statues whose eyes once again shoot open they're actually probably still open because they just shot the other one a second ago and they're they're very 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 cool lasers come some rocketing out of their face and i have uh i have a good news bad news situation about what happens what do you want first go good then bad good and then bad yeah Yeah. so the good news is that the lasers connect with the golem and absolutely obliterate it and it is gone excellent okay the bad news is that they took 68 damage, not 69, and I'm so close. I came oh, so close to getting it, boo. and it did not work. Wait, wait, but. wait. I mean, wait. Danny, you're the DM. As a bonus action, this happen. I know, but I, I would have felt wrong. It would have felt wrong wait, to lie about. Wait, you earn as stuff a bonus like action, Val uh, reaches out and grabs one of my uh, pocket sand quantities <laughs> and chucks it at the wall of lasers. And so that sand is also part of the sand of the sand golem that just got blown up. That's not. For it's going to heal added, it if anything. For added, no, yeah. no, no, it's the sand that just kind of just just barely but gets done anything. Also, if sand gets thrown but into it's the enough lasers, to add one point of damage. And if it gets thrown into the lasers, it turns into glass. Ooh, so it's mm. glass like. Okay, so a little pebble of glass uh, cuts the golem right before it obliterates for one damage. I need a sixty-nine. We got Yay! there. Yeah, I'm we so did glad it. we, we did the sex number. I'm it's... I'm actually legitimately removing that one quantity away from my <laughs> you fucking I, better i imagine i imagine at the end of this just for for like a little audio bump it's the opening i don't know what song it is and i'm really sorry about this and it doesn't matter but who cares i'm not straight but the opening <laughs> audio sequence from csi, CSI miami like, <laughs> i think it's the who or some it's other who, yeah. rock band but yeah amazing amazing yeah. that's what amazing, i'm imagining amazing. as soon as the glass if hits only, and it blows if only up i had God damn it! If only I had the sunglasses still. Then yeah, I, then exactly. now, now you would do I the can full do full CSI Miami. Sand, turn yeah. around. Fuck. We're all we're all on a boat for some and reason. Like <laughs> you would have to say on. a catchphrase too. Do you what see would, pictures of like yeah? What would Val's catchphrase be? Yeah. What, what's your big catchphrase? Oh you put yeah, on the glasses Val. And hear the song. Hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jared, you are up. Okay, so I'm going to still something... facing the two. One of them is now just a little bit smaller. Cool. I'm going to do something very brave, and I'm going to pull out my wow. ring of useful objects for okay. my daily 
useful object. You're probably already wearing it, so you could just uh, activate it. Okay. So I roll a d20 to figure out what I activate or what I uh, procure. Yeah. It's going to come out of your mouth, remember. Ooh. Okay. That's fine. I didn't really eat a big breakfast, so I'll be good. What did you roll? I rolled a one. That's not ideal. So That's actually you kind of kind of touch your ring to try to uh, activate it and produce some kind of useful object uh, from your mouth. However... Maybe since it's your first time using it, you're not really sure yet. Also, the um, sand around. So wait, there's a lot of wait, sand wait, wait. going does crit, on. Is this a thing that you can crit fail? I thought you were just picking a number from a table. Same. We are, but the lower numbers are bad. Uh, um, oh, the, gotcha. the one and two are bad. So as you kind of reach into your mouth, try to pull something out, you realize there's nothing there, and uh, you just begin choking, and you're going to take 1d4 of choking damage. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Uh, that's a full four, a full four points of choking damage. Although for you, I guess it's two. You somehow dodge a choke. His yeah. tonsils. He has, he has no, right. very it's I have no gag reflex. reflex. That's why. Ooh. Yeah. There it is. That is now canon. There it is. Back to gay. No, okay. wait for a fan art of that. Ooh, I hope honestly, I never see it. I mean, not to like get girls on pod, but like Freya is really hopping on Twitter right now. So they could probably <laughs> find that. some like Bara adjacent gag reflex fan thing. And that's okay, your so whole turn. That's an action. Unless you want to move. How close am I to these fools? You are right uh, on the two sand golems. You're right up on them within five feet. Uh, if you move away from them, you will take an attack of opportunity from one of them. From um, both of them. So in disengage would be to step away from them without giving them an attack of opportunity? Correct. Right. Oh. So the, run towards the... us. You know what? Right. Yeah. That's literally what I'm going to do. That's so smart. Because then I personally do not have a lot of I'm not very strong, and I don't really have a lot of, like, <laughs> skill with, like, hand-to-hand, like, in-person combat, but I do have a fucking bow, and my chromatic orb does go 90 feet. So the bonus action for me, if I were to disengage in this moment, how far could I get from them? Your movement speed is 30 feet, right? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. fuck it up. Yeah. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and disengage, mm-hmm. and I'm going to scoot back. Uh, now I'm 35 feet away. Okay. So now you're 20 feet from the, your friends. Yes. Okay. The two sand golems that you just ran away from turn and look at each other, which is kind of weird because they don't have faces. And they both put their arms out toward each other and link up. They are now connected to the arms. They're like sharing arms, basically, at okay, this point. Okay, And um, <laughs> it's weird that if they don't have face that you can tell that they're gay. It's true. <laughs> well, no, the thing is, is like, I mean, like... Is there- I'm saying personally, and I feel like I can say this, gay pejorative, only because I know that they're about to try to hit me. And so I'm going to be like, oh, who are these gay? Like, okay, that's gay, but like bad gay, like pejorative gay. So, I mean, um, they have so essentially- that's my, vibe. that's my vibe. And I'm like- They've essentially- um, we, did say, we did say that these really, really, really heavily communicate with body language. So maybe there's like a lot of- And they well, did. Body, I mean, Body language is famously very gay. They did also yeah, just kind of uh, dock with each other. That's what so, I'm saying. Literally. Yeah. Oh Twice. my god! Uh, so Twice at the same now time. Now in this, so we know they're both uncut. It- <laughs> <laughs> so iconically, they're or at least one of them's uncut for sure. Is this in supposed least. to be the video for this week? <laughs> in this, link- these sand men are uncut. <laughs> and Danny okay. just con- trying okay. to continue the narrative while Wait, we're just would talking you say about if we, if we set them ablaze, and- would they be diamond cut? That's not anything. In this linked <laughs> state, they both. Sink into the ground, back oh. into the sand. Also and gay. You see 
fucking Bugs Bunny style, the the underground movement with the little the dirt kind of being knocked up as they go, like a, like a sand tremors, worm? yes, <gasps> like Shia Lude. like yeah, and they move. Uh, actually, their their burrow speed is thirty feet, so they move right back up on you, Jared. You're and so rude to me. When they come back up out of the sand, they are now one solid piece of sand golem, and they are now much bigger because they have we merged. So technically, because he five foot and then went, and they came up 30 feet, so they're still five feet away from yes. him. Yes. They're not in him. Right. Not yet. Uh, well, well, no, no. They're, they're, wow. Okay. <laughs> Way to perpetuate this. Yes, they're still in melee range. Shut up. Let me do my thing. So (laughs) when they rise out of the ground, they are one being. This being is now 10 feet tall. You were looking at a large sand golem as they have merged into one. And since that was half of their turn, they only get to hit you one time. So this now 10 foot tall sand golem swings a big, meaty, well, not me, I guess sandy uh, fist. You can go meaty. It's hotter that way. Down on top of you, Jerry. Okay. On top of me. And they rolled a 16 versus armor class. Well, so that's unfortunately going to go ahead and hit. Oh, unfortunate for uh, you. And Unfortunately, so, that turns me into a big sub bottom in this case because they're on top of me. Lord in heaven. Um, so <laughs> he, has, he has no place in this. this I know. I'm this so sorry. big, strong, sandy fist job that's oh, happening. God. Um, this job <laughs> comes down on you for 16 points of damage. 16? Well, eight. Okay. For eight. Yeah. Wow. This, this fucking uncanny dodge is really saving my ass. And it's Val's turn. Give me your best shot, robot. Okay. So I'm going to run. I'm going to do the thing again where instead of running up on the golem next to uh, Jared, I'm going to run around. Okay. So that I am now on the opposite side. So now the you're no longer been... in statue range, by the way. No, that's fine. But I am going around, so that way now, not that it matters that we're surrounding the golem, but I'm on the other side. Okay. But I'm going to do shatter at a third level. A sudden loud ringing noise, which let's drop the bass. It's very sudden and very loud. Yeah. yeah. Each creature within a ten foot radius centered on that point, which is just enough for them, not for Jared. Sure. Uh, must make a con saving throw. A creature takes 3d8 thunder damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. A creature made of inorganic materials such as stone, crystal, or metal, and I believe sand counts. That would. Has disadvantage on the saving throw. Woo! At higher levels, when cast, the damage increases by 1d8 for each slot level above second. So that's I'll, le- I'll leave that to you. Uh, what so type of saving throw was it? Constitution. Um... What happens if I crit fail the saving throw? Ooh. <laughs> Doesn't that I guess that's a question for the DM. Doesn't that yeah. double damage when it's you do that? It's gonna double the damage. It is. Okay, gonna so do that. now this is gonna be a forty eight. Fucking disadvantage. Roll. I rolled an eighteen with the other one. <laughs> wow, David really does know how David's to play. David's really D&D good at D and D today. Oh my goodness. So this is for total damage of nineteen okay. times two. So that's thirty eight damage. If only Val had sunglasses, it could do the turnaround thing, and then it would just be A C D C playing. So as you uh, shatter the area around this uh, 10-foot-tall large golem, the, the thunder damage uh, shakes them to their sandy core. And as they uh, take the damage, a bunch of sand uh, blows off of them. And they, according to the rules, shrink by one size. <laughs> so they are now back to being one single solitary regular size sand golem. 
and they don't look very happy. Well, they're made of sand. You can't tell, but you can't um, tell. A, no, no face. Ellie is up. Do they make an unhappy body language move? Yeah, they they, they slump their they slump their shoulders and, and hang their head, and they they kick the the rocks like they're walking home after a mm, after a bad day at school. It's pretty good. Um, Ellie is is still further away, so she's just gonna break out the longbow and uh, take a take a shot at this thing. She rolled a four plus six for a ten, so she is still uh, a little a little shaken from her time in the sand cocoon and the arrow. Uh, if he had still been ten feet tall, maybe it would have worked, but the arrow goes sailing above the sand golem's head. And then Ellie uh, slumps her shoulders and puts her head down and, and, and kicks the <laughs> ground like she had a tough day at school. And we're back to the top of the order with Stefani. I can't throw them into <laughs> okay, the God. line of fire like I did previously. Yeah, you might actually have to fight this one for real. What I'm going to do then is excavate the earth underneath it. Okay. And my plan is to excavate that and flip it over. So the golem is now going to be in the ground with the sand on top of it. So I want to just okay. go bloop. Yeah, it works. You flip him. Uh, <laughs> again, confused body language. Huh? Huh? And uh, flip him and he's in the ground. And you can't see him, but the combat music doesn't stop. So Jared, you're up. You're looking at a, uh, a just a patch of sand in front of you. Cool. So that's definitely fun for me. Uh, arguably the most unskilled when it comes to combat. I mean, we uh, could in just such go. a precarious he's, situation. He's, he's done. He's fine. We could just go. They're, they're not there. There's nothing in front of you now, but we are still in the turn order. We're still technically fighting. Yeah, which should give you a hint of what's happening. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna come into a big old monster mash here in a moment. Okay. You can also just pass or hold. You can hold your turn actually, or uh, you can also. <laughs> Ready an action? You can ready something. Are you familiar with the concept of readying? No, actually I'm not. So as your action, you can say, I want to ready an action. So like an example would be if you were like, you know, looking at a door and you had your bow drawn, you would say, I'm going to ready an action so that as soon as the door opens, I fire, regardless of where I am in the turn order at the time. Oh. So oh. it's like a it's like a an if-then kind of statement. You know what? I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to ready a chromatic orb. Same thing. I'm going to do lightning for when this singular golem monster returns. Well, I have good news for you, Jared, because the golem is up, and the first thing they're going to do on their turn is reemerge from the ground. This was a minor inconvenience for them as they are made of the material that you tried to put them in. So they just pop they pop back up. Um, <laughs> but Jared, uh, I imagine in like a like frozen, like a baseball pitcher pose, like ready to go, ready to go. Come on, come on, come on, Wait, go. Is it is it Rookie of the Year frozen? Yes, it's Rookie of the Year, and they're going to just... Yeah. So go ahead and uh, toss it. Oh, iconic. Okay. 17! Shout the fuck <laughs> out! <laughs> Got it! Uh, yeah, it hits. Okay, so now... Tell me how much damage you do uh, to our I... sole remaining golem. Okay. You're not going to believe this, but this is 100% true. I rolled three eights. Let's go to Vegas, yeah! baby. I rolled three fucking eights. So 21. Fucking shout out. 24. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said Vegas. I fucked you up. It's okay. Which, yeah, yeah. Mm. We are, oh, um, my God. I am so, never hit on a 16. So I, mean, I don't want to, like, stereotype, but, like, I am gay. So remember that. <laughs> Remember, you're not intentionally stereotyping. No, but uh, fuck. Okay, 
<laughs> 24, I guess. So as you are waiting in your ready pose with your chromatic orb, the golem reemerges and thinks for a second, like, ah, I got the drop on him because I'm sand and they did sand on me. That's not going to work. But then immediately gets hit by this uh, lightning chromatic orb. And much like the sight that the others saw when they were hit by the lasers, this thing is just simply obliterated and uh, vanishes. The sand gets loose and blows away in the air. And the sand golem threat has been neutralized. Um, A request for another post action move. Oh, yeah. The fight's over. You can do whatever you want. You know how I put the glasses on before with the quarter turn back? Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take them off and then wink at the camera. There's no camera, but I'm going to wink oh, at Oh, there's it. a camera. You're going you're oh, to break perfect. the fourth wall. Yeah. I'm going to wink. And then again, once again, the CSI scream. Yeah. Just to good. add effect. Val is going to go and run over to where the golem was standing mm-hmm. and pick up a robot handful of that sand and chuck it in the back compartment. So you're back chassis. up to two. So now I'm back up to two compartment sands. Uh, what would you call that? Two handfuls of compartment sand? Two two units. Two units of compartment sand. They do have like if I use them, you wrote that I can it gets 1d4 damage if I throw that yeah. at someone. So not at sand, but I mean maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, burn. <laughs> Hello, friends. This is Danny, the Dungeon Master of the Quest Friends Forever podcast. want to say thank you so much for listening this week and every week and actually all year. We just hit our one-year anniversary between the last two episodes here, and it's been a fun ride. We love doing this. We hope you love listening to it, and we hope to keep doing it for a while. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about a few things real quick here in the middle and then get back to that good content. You hear me say it every episode here, but we are part of the Nostalgia Network family of podcasts. That's at www.thenostalgianetwork.com. Those podcasts include our own Quest Friends Forever, the Nostalgia Podcast, which is about movies, the Lousy Advice Podcast, which is about music, and the Momos and the Appas, which is about TV, specifically Avatar The Last Airbender. That's the newest one in the family. They only have about eight or nine episodes so far, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, Check them all out. And uh, we're pretty sure, actually, you know what? We'll guarantee that you will enjoy them. All of those podcasts, as well as our podcast, would benefit greatly from not only your, of course, continued love and listenership, but also ratings and reviews. Those things help quite a bit. You know this by now. So you can rate and review us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon Podcasts, fuck Jeff Bezos, uh, on Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. So wherever you're listening, you can hit that five-star button or just review that says, LOL, these guys are cool. Whatever you got, we'll take. Thank you so much. That would help us so much as we continue to grow here in year two of Quest Friends Forever. Yeah, that'd be great. Lastly, real quick, social media. We all have it. Why not give us a follow on Instagram specifically? That's where we do most of our dirty work, I guess. Um, We post episode updates. We post little audio clips, little one-minute audio clips of interesting and funny moments from past episodes. We are now starting to add video clips to that so you can see our wonderful, beautiful, pretty faces as we play this game known as Dungeons & Dragons. Um, yeah, check it all out at, at Quest Friends Forever on Instagram. That's where we are. That's where you can find us. That's where you'll have a good time. And that is all. So let's go back to the episode and find out what's going to happen now that those pesky sand golems have been handled and where our lovely adventurers will go next. We will see you two weeks from today. Bye-bye.
now you're just standing in the in this little sandy canyon on the on the good side of the statues. Uh, what Would it be do? worth it what do you to do? go loot the bodies that tried to come through before at this point? Would you like to try to cross the uh, statue threshold again, Val? Oh, I thought they they're, were on our side. They're on I the opposite. They were on the side. Yeah. They're right in the uh, middle because no one made nope. it past. Ellie and Stephanie are still doing that cute book smart moment where they're just like, no, you're so cool. Oh, my God. No, you. You're the one. It was so cool when you put them in the lasers. It was great. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, uh, did you guys see how good I was at this? Sure thing. Thank you. I don't even think that we hear Jared because we're just, uh, we're just, just in gushing over <laughs> each other. Okay. So what would you like to do now? Okay. So we hug it out. And now I turn to the rest of the group. Guys, that was really good. Yeah, we were really good Thank at that. Thank you that for time. your assistance. You've been a great help. We crushed it. That was <laughs> wild. Yeah, that was really good. I'm feeling really good about this. I think, yeah. I mean, let's go. Let's go find sure a wizard. Thing. Hey, everybody. Should we go find <laughs> Balthazar or the sort of universe equivalent of Balthazar? Yes, for the love of God, please, Ellie says. Sure thing. <laughs> um, Perfect. Follow me. <laughs> and I start running through the canyon. Uh, You're running... Like just well, balls but, out, just uh, well, full on sprinting. Yeah, I mean we have to keep going, right? Like we got through the mad, we got through the laser, we got through the bad guys. Now we just keep journeying through the canyon, correct? Yeah, sure. Right? You don't, yeah. yeah, you don't, you don't see anything Same up thing. ahead, uh, any like landmarks, but you can, yeah, it, it yeah. kind of slants down as you go. And we uh, don't really have a choice at this point; we can't go back. So, Jared, you. Well, this would be the point where we walk, but the camera doesn't follow us, and then it's just a slow fade to the next scene where we arrive at our destination. Except right? not that, because you have to do stuff to get there. Um, so, Jared takes off running first. Yes. So, Jared, as you run deeper into this canyon, I need you, since you're in front, to make a perception check. 16. Got it. So, as you run, uh, you glance down at the ground in front of you, all sand, still all sand in every direction. But up ahead, there is a, a, a patch of sand that looks different than the rest. It is uh, a bit darker in color, and it seems uh, a little bit more... Oh, so somebody more, pissed? It f- looks a little bit more... I was going to say the word fluid, but now that you said piss, not, I don't want to say the word fluid. Like? Yeah, there's getting, some, um, there's getting a, a bit of an aroma. It looks... Uh, 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 oh, my uh, goodness. In the hot, hot sun. Damper, because then you'd you'd smell it. Wait, what? Say again. Say again. It looks damper, damper. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm gonna just go ahead and and run up to it without stepping on the damp portion of the sand. Okay. You run up to it. Nothing happens. Okay. Uh, Val clumsily doesn't see him stop and kind of runs into Jared. Are you voluntarily failing your own perception check? Kind of pushing him. No, I mean, I'm I'm focusing on Jared. Okay, so I'm not really focusing on the, my surroundings. And so I guess that and knocks I, and me Jared over. Is, was was at at the moment running at full speed, and so Val also was running at full speed, and then Jared stopped. And Val's canonically more dense than Val I. Val did not see mm-hmm. Jared stop just before the pee spot on the ground, and so it's Val kind spot. of rams juggernaut style into the back of Jared, pushing him five feet forward. I fall into the immediate piss in front of me. It's and so not... now I'm just covered in piss. Just to oh be clear, goodness. it is not piss. Oh my goodness. Uh, this. Why this, did you tell us it wasn't piss this earlier? Different... I thought Ouch. I was covered in piss. Oh my goodness. This oh different, my goodness. This different patch of sand <laughs> is not piss. 
Uh, what is it? Jared, Jared, do you fall onto your face or do you just move I, forward and stumble I fall forward? onto my, I just fucking dunk onto my belly. Plant, okay. So if this is a trap, if this is like a switch for some sort of like pressure situation, I'm We're dead. all dead. Yeah. Well, me in particular. You too. belly flop into this patch of sand and you begin to sink into it. You don't hit it flat as if it was solid ground. You slowly, as you land on your face, feel yourself start sinking into the sand. Okay. Um, <laughs> what happens to me? Do I just disappear into the sand? Do you just drown in sand and die? Well, you're sinking a little bit slowly. Val, did you also fall in or are you on the edge? If Jared face plants and is now on his belly, Val is on their front on top of Jared's back. Okay. Flailing like an idiot. So, so you're making me sink faster. Yeah, I'm also a, a big heavy thing on top of him. Faster oh, than so the two sick. of you. That's like so fun for me. Uh, I'm so excited to die. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that oh my is goodness. when Ellie and Stephanie reach the edge of this uh, sandy non-piss pit. Well, <laughs> we we're, are we sure it's not wait, piss? Wait, what if Jared... Okay, wait, question. What if Jared's really scared right now and he ends up pissing himself? Then some piss would appear, yes. So now it is a piss. We'd pit. have a piss well, cameo. When, I didn't say I pit. I didn't say I peed. It was hypothetical. Yeah, Stephanie, you can do something right now. Stephanie sees this, whatever the fuck is happening. Um, this piss, this piss, and it's just like motion. God, you guys, we just had this talk about how fucking good we were doing and how <laughs> awesome we were, and while she's like lecturing them, which is new for Stephanie, she doesn't really do that very often. So. Um, she gets, uh, she casts Thorn Whip and she throws that to where Jared's hands are and says, grab onto this. I grab it with my right hand and do one of these like around my wrist because I'm like hella sick. Now I'm holding it. So what happens because Val is on Jared and Jared is thinking faster, uh, what happens is that your hand is able to reach up out of the sand barely. It's quicksand. We'll just head, call it what it is. Out of the quicksand barely. Well, to grab onto the thorn whip. But yes. your uh, body and torso and face are are kind of deep down in there. And after a couple it's feet like, of like Terminator Two, I'm still with just the hand coming down to lava. Still talking. Kind of okay, sorry. <laughs> As important things are happening. As you uh, reach up and grab it, your face is uh, down far enough in the sand that to your surprise, it comes out on the other side and you see a room below you. Ooh, so you are about A, very smart, and B, very cute. You're about 10 feet up on the ceiling of this uh, mystery room. It's an empty stone room below you. And now I'm hanging. I'm, I'm still, ha- I'm hanging now because of the vine thwip. Around my wrist, but I can I can look around the room. So your face is out. Your face emerges, and you can see this room, but your hand is still like okay, way obsessed. up, grabbed onto the, the the whip. I so iconic. that is the position you are in right now. Okay, Danny, um, don't don't reward this behavior. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. This is this is not him. This is my bad. I'm the one who caused this. Oh shucks. Oh darn. See, okay. So we oh, did goodness. the we did the super intentional uh, fun fight 
and now we're doing the slapstick comedy. It, like we're we're a ca- we're a we're a we're a it's a barrel oh of laughs. God. It's a laugh a minute. What is the uh, we're a cabaret? We're a cabaret. I show. am all kinds of different. I am and always will be the comedy relief of this group. Thank you very much. <laughs> I am first and foremost a comedian. I am first Hello. and foremost <laughs> a joke. <laughs> okay, wait. Okay, perception check. Can I can I cast a perception check? Yeah, you could do that. Oh, so fuck ju- yeah. So yeah, just your face is peeking through. Yeah. Uh, the rest of your body's in the sand, and your hand is out. Yes, David, like Terminator Two. So I'm gonna roll to just to see what I can see, and I'm also gonna ask: Are that well? I guess I'll check in the perception if there are lights on, um, or if there's light present. Okay, I'm gonna but roll. What what is in this room? There has to be right because you otherwise don't have dark vision. See. Yeah. Okay, so I rolled a nine, and then I have a plus six, so fifteen. So below you is a uh, square room, about the size of a bedroom. There is a single small lit candle on the floor directly beneath you casting just barely, barely enough light for you to tell this is a room. So some of the corners are still dark. Um, What you can see in here is there's a bunch of sand on the ground, you know, because it's quicksand where you're coming through and you're kind of knocking sand down into it, this room. You can see, because it's still dark, you can see about half of a red circle on the ground. The other half would be in the darkness, you know, that you can't really identify. And uh, you see that there is a path out of this room. There's a path. We know that it's a path out or is it a path to further danger? Or you can just see an opening in the wall that is okay. that goes somewhere else. Okay. So I'm hanging there. Mm-hmm. I call, I attempt to call up as I'm hanging through the sand. I'm like, hey guys, can they hear me? They cannot. No sound can be heard. <gasps> oh, Those no. of you still up uh, up on top are just kind of waiting for Jared to pull themselves up from the sand. Val- oh, I'm actively pulling them. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm actively oh. pulling. I'm going to use my um, D8 to help me on that okay. strength check. Strength check? Yeah, strength check that. 11 plus 2 plus 2. 15. Sure. Yeah, 15 is good. So, Jared, as you start to uh, try to say these words, hey, guys, there's something. You get pulled back up, uh, upward into the sand. And then uh, up out of it. Okay. And now, am I fully out of the pit? Uh, you're you're reemerging. You're kind of being dragged out by Stephanie. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Val too, because they're on their back. Or Val, you're just Val... hanging on to Jared. Yeah, I yeah, like okay. a like a baby sloth with a mama sloth. It's a good visual. All all uh, robotic so, appendages are completely ensnarled around him in panic. So so I'm kind of in some physical pain because Val is not. Unhappy. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so Ellie grabs onto the vine and helps pull because the weight from Val makes it so uh, very heavy. Okay. Bad. But yeah, they they pull your your faces out of the sand so you can breathe again. My head emerges and I'm like, <laughs> oh my getting God. sand because I did do a full You're, last. You were mid sentence of... as your face yeah, was not exactly. <laughs> so sand flew into the orifice of my open she... mouth. And actually, because of that, Jared, you're going to take uh, two points of sand oh, damage. Why did I say that? <laughs> well, I guess one. One Fuck. for you. Okay. One, one point of sand damage. One is acceptable. God. Got I'm close to death. Well, not really, but it could be. And that's rude. Okay. Um, <laughs> one point's worth of, right. <laughs> of sputtering. Okay. And I say, there's a room down there. There's a way out, I think. Okay. But, uh, and Stephanie looks past the uh quicksand do i see a, just the path continue uh yeah the, so the quicksand uh s- spot here in the canyon is about the dead center it starts to slope back up on the other side uh back out of the mountain pass 
I'm going to say, uh... I'm going to say, this seems to be what those guards were hiding. Um, because if we just keep continue, why did, why were there, uh, angel deaths, angels of death, uh, guarding this? Well, I think we're supposed to find this. And maybe the universe equivalent of Balthazar <laughs> is down here or somebody who knows where that person is. Uh, so am I pulling you up? Am I letting you drop? Uh, what what I am say, I? Honestly, let me, let's all, all well, okay. I think we should go. Uh, let me, hold on. I'm checking. I'm trying to remember if I have rope. I have rope. Okay. Um, so right now, okay. as you check for the rope, uh, so, so Jared and, and Val are kind of just like halfway out, but like now like propped up arms on the side, like still halfway in. Like they're in a jacuzzi. Like a jacuzzi. <gasps> yeah, basically. Wow, yeah. we got that at the exact. That's amazing. That's the visual. We're so sand jacuzzi. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna say, all right. Well, I mean, it looks like you're doing good there now. So why don't you just wait for a second, and I'm gonna do this thing so um, we can get back out. Because I don't know how we're gonna get back out of that. Like I don't know. Was it easy to come back up, or was that, or was that me? Uh, that was you okay okay but yeah i can i can chill here i throw both hands on the sides as if i were in an actual jacuzzi val puts one arm out in a somewhat relaxing gesture and does counter charm.exe program launching chill beats to quicksand too yeah we're just hanging out man okay a good time we're just doing some exfoliant work we're loving We're loving, we're living, we're vibing. Ellie, do you want to do the the honors of the rope thing, or should I do that? And you can you you got this? Yeah, give me give me the rope. Give me the rope. Okay, I give her the rope. Uh, she walks over. There is a like, uh, take it, take it. It's it's right, it's right over <laughs> yeah, there. She she it's, grabs it out of your pack, and uh, there's a there's a, uh, a a a strong craggy part of this this mountain, about 10, 15 feet away. Um, that she kind of pulls at first with her hand to make sure it's not going to go anywhere, and it's it's sturdy. It is this mountain is is solid and old and and prideful in its sturdiness. I don't know, nasty. Um, so she is confident that this uh, this little crag will hold, and she ties an awesome druid forest ranger knot to it that she knows how to tie as a ranger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time something kind of cool happens, and then she. Uh, <laughs> She gets it. She checks uh, checks it a bunch of times, make sure it's good, and then she runs back over to you, Stephanie, and brings you the other end. Awesome, um, Jared. Also, hold on to this one, and then I'm just going to lower you down. The vine whip is ac- is like thirty feet, so I can presumably lower them as much as I can. Um, but the idea is they don't fall. So, so once they get through the sand, they will be uh, just at the will of gravity. So that's going to start. That's going to pull you if you hold on the whole way. I guess you wouldn't know that, though. I so. don't know that, yeah. True. So. They have your robot attached to him, though, too. Okay, so you let them go and let them sink back in? Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll so, see you down there. So <laughs> uh, Jared and Val, go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw as you come through the quicksand and uh, free fall down into this dark room. Oh, no. Oh, no. I got a <laughs> six. I got a four. <laughs> so because y'all are holding on to each other, you're not very coordinated. Gravity takes over and you fall down into this room. 
Uh, and as you both hit the ground, you will both take four points of falling damage. Okay, so I'll take two. And Ooh. as they hit the ground, Stephanie, uh, the vine whip gets yanked with great force, and you go tumbling face first into the quicksand pit uh, and begin sinking down below. Okay. Are you just going to let it happen? I mean, I'm going to try not to. Maybe I'll I'll try to grab onto the rope that Ellie had and yeah, let so, go of the vine. Cool. So Ellie, uh, so you do fall. The the force pulls you in, but then uh, seeing you fall in, Ellie grabs onto her end of the rope and then jumps in after you. And much like uh, Jared and Val went down, uh, Mama Sloth, Baby Sloth, uh, Ellie piggybacks onto you, <laughs> Baby Sloth style, and you all get uh, lowered down into this room with the benefit of the rope. Uh, you do not come crashing down at the will of gravity. You uh, you come through and lower yourselves down to the ground in this dark room. This podcast has been brought to you by the Nostalgia Network. Visit thenostalgianetwork.com for more. Don't you hate when you're watching one of your favorite movies and think, whoa, that didn't age well? Or when you see a reboot of your childhood fave and think, did we really need this? Honestly, same. same. That's why we started the Nostalgia Podcast. A podcast where we discuss the retelling or continuation of pop culture favorites as seen through a queer and feminist lens. That's Jessica Tercero. And that's Eric Lefebvre. Come join us for our bi-weekly conversations about pop culture reboots centered around things like... The patriarchy. Systemic racism. Harmful stereotypes and overgeneralizations. And really just distinguishing when people just need to sit this one out. Listen in on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. That's Nostalgia, spelled N-O-T-S-T-A-L-G-I-A. Get it? Not Nostalgia. Like nostalgia, but with an extra T, so it's like not Nostalgia. <laughs> follow us for fun, critical conversations about media. And remember, stay cute. And stay critical. Bye! Bye!